to Wonder Chaos. My name is Anna Gammons and I am joined by artist Kate Dordy and physicist and Nobel Prize winner Konstantin Novozolov. This is the podcast where each week we will explore a different topic from different perspectives to hopefully strengthen our understanding and connection to each other and the world around us. And this week's topic is going to be impermanence. Uh, it's another big topic. We've done one slightly similar, which has changed, but this, I think, offers some really nice new perspectives. So I'm excited to talk about that with both of you. Do you have any initial thoughts on either end about impermanence? Yes, I was thinking what would be the difference between the change and impermanence. And I think impermanence uh, covers the more fundamental issue, which uh, doesn't depend on us. It just... Uh, it just built into the very fabric of our behavior or of the world around us. Nice. What do you, oh, I agree. What about you, Kate? I think um, uh, to, to sort of slightly extend it, everything is impermanence and that our entire existence is, consists of um, little fractions of impermanence that that form a whole and that it's something to be celebrated I think I often am looking for uh, some sort of an illusion of uh, security or control um, that's going to reassure me but actually um, as I grow up as I grow old uh, I'm uh, I'm becoming uh, very much at peace with this notion of impermanence which is which is exactly which isn't even central to our existence it, it is our existence mm-hmm. yeah so Good subject. Yeah, fantastic. And I think that's probably a really nice introduction, Kate, to the first kind of question I was going to ask, which is how do we experience impermanence uh, as humans? How, how would you define it in terms of the way that we exist in the world and how we are in an impermanent environment? And we ourselves are impermanent. Um, well, posture. Right. Uh, I, I could probably give you a little bit of the background from the physics perspective just to show how it's really this impermanence is at the uh, fundamental level at the fundamental laws of uh, of of nature like we uh, we use virtual particles all the time to describe uh, many phenomena in uh, in physics and virtual means that they uh, we, we don't really notice them uh, directly, but only through through some of the effects they produce, and then it means that they, they we borrow energy from the vacuum and then create something for a really short period of time, and then they 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 disappear again. So something which looks like a constant, never changing environment, in fact, is really boiling inside and 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 changing uh, changing completely so this the this picture of course we, we don't really see it directly but this picture is uh is responsible for many phenomena which are directly observable and which we which we use in uh in 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 real life uh, all the time so what what we said in the beginning that uh, impermanence is probably really at the is not a change it's actually at the in the at the fabric of uh, of our existence of of our world is is probably is true on the physics point of view as well so Kostya, are you saying that you create new pockets of reality as it were 
and then fold well, them into now. Yes. So so even so, when we say vacuum, so when 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 there is nothing there. So vacuum, by by definition, at least in the classical physics or in the classical definition, vacuum is uh, is complete absence of 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 anything. Uh, is the is is an empty state. Even in this empty state, there is constant uh, uh, constant creation and annihilation of virtual virtual particles. So it's never it's never black. It's just sparkles of of uh, of existence and then disappearance of, of it. So it's uh, it's actually it's a boiling it's a boiling uh, um, broth of of those of those virtual virtual particles uh, all the time. It's like um, when you look at the at the uh, level of the sea. Of course, from far away, I'm sure, Kate, you're looking at it now. So from far away, it looks flat. I'm looking fact, at you. <laughs> right. So thank you so much. So when you when you uh, when you look closer, when you look closer at the at the surface of the sea, it's ever changing. Right. It's never mm. flat. But of course, from from far away, from the perspective, we always regard the sea level as something constant, something permanent. But in fact, you have a lot of life in it, lots of waves, and those those waves in, uh, exist in in vacuum as well. So even something as as permanent as the as the sea level, right? So we always count everything from the from the sea level. It's never it, it's never it's never constant. It's it's ever changing all the time, either on on many scales from the from tides, just go goes up, goes down to to tsunami waves, to really small small ripples on the on the surface when you throw a stone. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about the concept of zero? Is that a could that be considered to be a permanent thing? In the that um, I was listening to a program the other day about the invention of the concept of zero in mathematics. Could you? Explain it uh, to people. <laughs> oh, it's. Uh, I mean, in in <laughs> mathematics, it's uh, it's of course it's of course a bit a bit different because uh, so in mathematics you can imagine uh, a, a true zero. So there is uh, so that's a, that's a quite a, a selective point. But say uh, once we once we try to apply it. For uh, for for real life, and we say, okay, here is zero 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 energy, and uh, can it can it stay zero? Uh, what we, what 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 we are saying that it's never it's never constant. You you you, you probably know this um, uncertainty principle, uh, uh, Heisenberg uh, uncertainty uh, principle. You can in principle borrow for a short period of time. You can borrow energy and then and then give it back and and that's what is what is constantly constantly happening there are fluctuations around this around this this zero and then we are uh, borrowing energy and then and, and then giving it back and uh, even though it, it stays constant all the time uh, in fact we see the we see those uh, the consequences of this of those virtual particles 
uh, like we see it as spontaneous emission. So the something which is important for lasers. Uh, there is a very exciting effect called called Casimir effect, and um, it's actually uh, you can explain uh, why two shapes which are next to each other would uh, start to start to attract to each other suddenly. So that's also due to those virtual virtual particles. So we see the we see the consequence of this ever changing uh, background fluctuations, background virtual particles all the time. <laughs> so just... Kate, Kate, it's your sorry. Oh, sorry, why I just, are you apologizing? No, to... it's so interesting that there are these sort of yeah. It's so interesting. Some... I just get a little moment to digest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So is zero attracted to zero? Zero attracted to zero. <laughs> Kate, I'm not. I'm not sure. <laughs> uh, well, let's say. Um, well, in that it's a like. A like is attracted to like. Is that I'm trying to understand about the ships. So. Um, oh, ships. So, uh, right. Yeah. So, what is it that draws them together? So those. So imagine I, I can explain you. Uh, so um, uh, so those waves. You you know the uh, surface of of the sea is always covered covered in waves and those waves constantly pushing pushing the sea the 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 ships from from two sides and because it's is the same waves from left and and from the right the 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 ship can go can go straight but when the two ships coming next to each other those waves from the left and, and the right they start to be different and uh, and those waves uh, uh, from the side, there are more waves from the side which are which, which is not uh, covered by another ship. So they that's why those those waves which we usually don't even notice, they start pushing those ships uh, uh, towards each other. So those waves which we which you would re regard them as uh, as um, as the as the flats. Flat sea, they, you they they start uh, you 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 start feeling them when you when you get the absence of them. So this is a fundamental truth. So underneath, for example, uh, at the heart of our impermanent uh, existence, there are some fundamental things that will always be the same, like these two ships being attracted to one another in in the sea because of the movement of the waves, uh, certain experiments that you could conduct. If you add, I don't know what, <clears throat> this and that to one another, you will get water, for example. Um, is that, uh, so, so those are permanent and constant rules, are they? Or, or do they also change under different circumstances? No, that, so that's that's uh, that's our model, at least. That uh, there is permanently permanent creation and disappearance of the of of those virtual virtual particles. Um, so and and because what is what is happening in reality, nobody knows. No, nobody knows if if there is a reality, of course. But um, yes. but uh, at least uh, at least that that's the that's the model which we have, and that's the model uh, which we, which um, uh, which describes the current uh, observables quite well. I won't go as far 
as to say that uh, that the constant rush for for humans to to change places or to 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 change um, environment is the same uh, as, uh, is a consequence of those virtual particles. I probably won't go as far, even though I cannot I cannot explain why humans and why we were so um, uh, so subjective to to impermanence do you is it is it psychological or is it or it has some more more uh, more deeper uh, reasons i have a do feeling that there's um uh <clears throat> I, i can't remember who says uh, um all things pass um only um only spirituality remains that's something i can't remember who said that and um i should find out and then put it into the podcast but um perhaps something that's something that's at the heart of all of our beings is is our our shared experience of of the same experiences of being a baby growing up um having a birthday uh graduating and and i think there's something that's quite there's an inherent wisdom in human civilization about marking points of uh Uh, uh shared experience within our flow of impermanence that that we all share and that we that connects us all and that some people connect up or down to some sort of a, a spirituality that might make them feel more connected and at peace with the present maybe uh, the fact that we all throughout time have children uh grow old experience illness self doubt um these are permanent that 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 we can understand about one another the rest is too subjective and too unclear but but we do all go through the similar sort of rites of passage don't you think well i i, I actually i just thought that we probably can 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 have a measure of impermanence is how much efforts do you need to apply to to keep permanence to resist <laughs> the the, yeah. the the impermanence and so say so do you think it is possible at all say so can we if you want to 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 stay permanent can can you switch everything and then and then stay and and uh, uh, of course people um fight uh, people fight uh, uh becoming old so and then every year it it it, it costs you more and more and more and and because there are many <laughs> there are some there are some politicians who can who can change so who was the guy uh, who died recently who who changed his heart what how many times eight eight times oh my god really right? uh, What, what was it? Wow. Uh, okay, uh, a billionaire died recently, so he had so many heart surgeries and uh, heart replacements. So, so this is the the price you you pay to fight um, impermanence, and But it's, this is worrying uh, it's about getting the future. increasingly large. So. Mm. Uh, you can paint leaves every every autumn to keep them to keep them green, and then so that that has a price as well. 
So, um, so you can, in principle, measure this this impermanence. But do There's, you think um, it, you you can you can fight it? Uh, I think that you can. I think that you can. Well, I don't think there's much point in fighting impermanence, but I think that there are permanent states of mind that are worth attaining to. Perhaps there's um. Uh, can you give us an example? Great, uh... There's a great myth of Zeus coming down to Earth. He gets. It's like a sort of proto myth story i have to proto flood story i have to remember the names of the two if you talk i'll look up the i'll I'm look gonna, up the names of the of the guys it's fine i'm gonna give some um, i'm gonna give some context to the listeners to say that um costa is obviously in singapore i am in london and kate is currently in greece so this is a very international episode but it's quite nice that it's framed by the mythology and history which kate is currently experiencing that's made me think that obviously there's a difference between impermanence as a human and permanence outside of being a human because our bodies are constantly um in an impermanent state we are constantly changing are constantly like our cells are dividing at you know an incredible speed so therefore can we ever have true impermanence as a human and can the lives we live ever have true impermanence? But maybe there's impermanence outside of being a human or an animal or something that's living. I mean, even our even our Earth uh, changing constantly, mountains grow and and uh, and, uh, and and uh, and 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 fall again. So I, I don't think you can find many many things which are which are permanent at all. Um, Kate, can you give any example of 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 anything which is which is permanent? Well, permanent vulnerability. So, one, the Achilles tendon, tendon, which is a very good example of how we can never attain to immortality. Uh, but that's not the one I want to talk about. Um, Zeus in uh, in ancient mythology um, was, of course continually and permanently angered by the uh, weakness and uh, ridicule, um, ridiculous uh, behavior of human beings. And he decided um, at one point that he was going to uh, kill us all. He was totally fed up. He was like, I'm going to just destroy the earth because uh, these human beings are totally worthless. And um, uh, and his wife persuaded him to give human beings one more chance. So he said, okay, I'm going to go down to earth dressed as a beggar and see if anyone at all will be kind uh, to me. And um, and so he wandered the earth for quite some time, uh, appearing outside people's houses and asking for uh, food and shelter, and was refused by absolutely everyone. And um, which uh, which you could say was actually something that uh, continues today. And um, and then uh, in the end, he was just about to destroy the earth when he appeared outside the house of a, an old couple on top of a hill who were called Philemon and Baucis. And uh, they welcomed him in and they 
gave him their bed to sleep in and they had nothing to give him in the way of food because they were so poor but they cooked him the, the one egg that their chicken had laid and um and settled him down in his in in their bed and slept outside and gave him the egg and so on and in the morning uh Zeus was really touched by their hospitality and warmth and appeared to them uh, in all of his splendor and said, I will give you anything you want. Um, what would you like? And they, um, uh, they said, we, we want to be together forever. We want to escape from this impermanence of our existence. And we want to uh, be able to live together for the rest of our existence. And so Zeus turned them into um, to olive trees. And I think this is an illustration of something that is permanent throughout all of um, myths and all of history and all of human existence is um, man's capacity to love. I think that's something that is permanent. It's, it escapes from all of the rules of uh, uh, time and impermanence and, and change and um, war and anything. At the heart of it all, there is there is that. And I think that that is a, something that is permanent. <laughs> well, that's, that's really interesting because generally we would say that uh, punishment is eternal, right? So we, so if we, so uh, because if you if you go to hell, which I'm sure I will, so it's uh, yeah, me it will, too. Don't, yeah, don't take be, the panic on slide right now. Don't uh, seven rings of hell. It will be <laughs> eternal punishment, right? And uh, since we're talking about about myths, uh, uh, Sisyphus, right? Uh, so it's he, it's yeah. his eternal eternal punishment um, that uh, he just. Push this this rock at the top of the of the of the hill, and then and then does it again and again. But then um, Camus actually says that when in his uh, the myth about Sisyphe that uh, it's actually uh, it's his choice, which is it's not really easy to to understand, and 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 so he can. Choose this, it's totally this his choice permanent. because you can escape from that uh, energy. Is and are you saying that permanence and impermanence is our is our choice? Actually, yeah. Um, hmm. Of course, everything's our choice. If if there's no such thing as reality, we 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 are each one of us every day choosing our own reality that we that we live in, and that we invest. Can you our, choose? Can you choose to be to to stick in time and stick in 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 one reality and it won't change? So you you would really you, could choose you would to, really have to create. You could you choose to, to kind of move into different realities, though, can't you? You go to you go to sleep. That's a different reality. You um, you you have indigestion. That's a different reality. Then there's the different planes of consciousness. If you become wiser, your reality is different. If you um, uh, angry, your reality is different. No, these are all we're moving between different realities all the time. It is, but uh, what I'm saying is that. 
it costs you increasingly more and more and more to create, to fight uh, the, the, the environment. And if the environment is changing, it, it costs you uh, enormously in a, in a few days or in a few years to, to keep your, your local bubble uh, unchanged, permanent. <laughs> what, what about this then? Because we've kind of talked about the idea of, of like impermanence is kind of um, involuntary and impermanence is, well, I, I suppose, uh, inevitable. Um, but do you think that we celebrate it because of those reasons? For example, the idea that we celebrate graduation, marriage, um, having these kind of markers of impermanence as a way to sort of embrace what we cannot control. I would be much more, much more happy to celebrate things which I can, I can control, and probably that that's why I, I don't really like celebrating birthdays at all. I would, um, and, and and probably, um, um, I I'd lo- I love to celebrate other people's birthdays. So it's just see yeah, see things evolving, <laughs> but but my own. Uh, just seeing seeing this just becoming uh, becoming um, uh, part of this all this impermanence makes me makes me is a bit that your sad. way of fighting impermanence, Kostya? Deny, denying yourself birthdays? Uh, not, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so just a little bit of of the revolt here. <laughs> but Kostya, you're always you've got this thing of kind of um, uh, your. Uh, to make a sort of personal remark, your sort of curiosity and, I suppose, humility as a person makes you very interesting. But also, you've got a thing, I think, where you're always quite surprised that people notice that you're there. No? You're, you're kind of... You're... you're, you're uh, it's as though you were an observer sometimes. No? Do you feel like that's that? What, Is that why you don't like birthdays? I, that's what we do. That That's what we... What I actually like seeing the world without without my uh, my interruption. I think the yeah. world there it, by itself is by far more interesting than anything which I can I can bring into it. And that's the and the impermanence being part of it. So it, it makes it not only I think even statically the world. Is interesting and the impermanence, the fact that it evolves in time constantly, uh, it makes it makes it uh, almost uh, ungraspable for, for us. So, being an observer, I, I really love to be an observer all the time, and yeah. and uh, that's what that's what I uh, like for for just for even for vacation, just going there and observe life as it is so we were discussing um our ideal uh, ideal vacation so traveling through little towns where where time uh, froze and so you, you can actually control time because you can go uh, go from one place to to another and, and change time this way is uh, is, uh, is is really interesting so you can control this impermanence because you, rather than evolve in time, it can it can evolve in space. So, but but but, become, see, but be, being observer, I think it's uh, it's really the least we can do. But I feel exactly the same way, which is why I suppose I notice it 
in you. And so it's something like um, people laugh at me. I like going to parties and not talking to anyone, for example. I quite like just sort of standing in the corner. <laughs> so that basically, that, that, that actually underlines the point today that even without our uh, uh, intermission, so without our, uh, our influence, the world is changing and uh, the world is uh, impermanent so it doesn't but, need us to push for for this uh, for for the change if you think about the um the myth of the creation of the world that we were talking about last time with um uh the gods once they'd finished once the Krakens and the Titans had finished fighting and then they had the children who were the gods and then the gods were living in uh, paradise where nothing really happened. They were all just at peace and having a lovely time and, um, and that was great. But they were bored and so the very nature of the existence of the world according to ancient uh, mythology is that... Um, uh, they created uh, that Prometheus and his brother were invited to create some entertainment for the bored gods by creating something impermanent. Um, and so the, the the world, with its seasons and man and animals and all of the the, the creations of nature, um, uh, which is by its essence impermanent, was made to be the toy and uh, plaything and distraction for the gods in their eternal world. And their problems started to um, happen to them when they started to interact with us in our impermanent state. Um, and so, of course, detaching yourself from reality and simply observing it is going to be a much better way of living your life <laughs> because you don't, you're not going to create any problems for yourself, right? Um, and uh, and it's also going to be very interesting, yeah. <laughs> no? So, what about uh, impermanence in uh, in in art? Because lots of uh, lots of artists, or at least writers, so they try to create uh, pieces of pieces of art which are which are impermanent so mm -hmm. uh, which are which are evolving like Borges always always tried to uh, try I was going to talk about them yeah I was also going to ask it Magic in the opposite realism. way so I'm glad Costas brought this up so what do you think about this so is it uh, does it work or or uh, just the fact that the uh, the the observers the uh, the audience changing is enough for for the piece of art to 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 be impermanent or you actually or do we want the piece of art to be impermanent internally that's it. I, I think given that there can be no such thing as um, anyone's any sh t totally shared perception of anything um then surely the art is a means through which we can attempt to communicate with one another, no? And so you can read a book and you can say, I think this about it. 
And I can read the same book and say, but, oh, I completely disagree. I think this and this and this about it. And then we have uh, a means of communication between us. It's a, I, I think that art is a tool for allowing us to communicate with one another um, and to create some sort of uh, uh, literal link uh, between us. Of course, there's all the problems of language and perception and, uh, you know, we read Ovid and it seems different to us now. But even, even, even that is, is something that we can communicate about and that can connect us. And I think by its very essence, the, 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 it's like a mar- wouldn't you say maybe great works of literature and art? Perhaps it's like a, uh, an analogy for a birthday inside our, inside our imaginations, that they are constantly there. Um, and we can communicate and, and we can use them as markers. No, do you do that with books? I like doing that with books. You know, when you read the same thing every five years or so, and you see it completely differently because you yourself have changed. You know, you read Anna Karenin when you're 18 and you're like, oh my God, poor Anna. She's so wonderful and magical and great. And her husband's such a pig and oh my God. And, you know, da-da. and then you read it when you're uh, 45 and you think, oh my God, she's impossible. <laughs> Poor guy. How's everyone coping with this, you know, selfish, so <laughs> reactive, well, you know? I um, actually, um, I have the other <laughs> way around. I have several books which, uh, which, which uh, basically uh, somehow permanent for me and they, they, they set me into the same into the same uh, mood, so I, ju- I just rewrite them with just I just sorry re- reread them any every so many years. Just I don't know why. I just I, I know what the kind of influence they they have on me. But that's interesting that you, you can actually amplify. You can tune the piece of art or or piece of literature to be uh, either. Uh, permanent or 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 impermanent, and you can design it in, in such a way that they would deliberately have different effects on different people and evolve in time, or uh, or you can design them in such a way that they would uh, be very coherent across across population and across time as well. I think if you're so self-consciously creating something, it's unlikely to well. Some some works are like touchstones, no? Like um, uh, I don't know. If, for me, uh, of course, you know uh, Shakespeare, the work of Seamus Heaney. Um, uh, I can't think. You know the paintings of Vermeer. Um, they are. Um, they will always. There's a there's some poems that I can read. They will always put me back. To that, to put me back on a reset. No, is that what you're talking about? Costume. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And <laughs> so you can kind of get yourself into a kind of whirl, and then then you come back to some essential core work, and it will remind you of who you are, settle you, um, put you back at peace with uh, with your yourself, and others, and that that you can use to sort of plumb where you are in the impermanent part of yourself, like, for example, Anna Karenin, which is a, which is a novel. So we kind of have our own, we create our own sense of permanence or some things that need to be, for stability perhaps for us, 
we we kind of create our own uh, little world of things that we need. But I don't know if we I don't know if we create them. I think that we recognize them. Don't you think? You sometimes yeah, we just, we just find with, those little reset buttons. If you know yourself, and as you progress through your existence, um, every now and then, don't you find you 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 come across things that. It's not even that you choose them, you recognize them. Like you have that with friends, you have that with some books, you have that with some places, and you can, uh, these are places that become intimate to your experience of being a human being. And then there's other things that you learn and that you, as you say, give yourself or that you choose or decisions that you've made that you have to live with or stuff that's imposed on you. But if you if you can know yourself and and, and find the environment in the exterior, exterior material world that puts you at ease with our impermanence which you could say is uh, is the ripples on the water as it were of our existence then perhaps we'll find uh, peace right and we'll always be able to reset ourselves and we'll become more stable within the impermanence of our existences and that's something that that may be part of why we're here no oh, that, then so, we can so give answering more. yeah just uh, Reflecting on 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 one on on what Anna says, I guess the as we get more and more experience, each of us find more of those reset buttons. Whether it is a particular view in the city, or it is a book, or 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 a piece of art, we go into the gallery to to stay in front for half an hour and reset ourselves. But but for for everybody, somehow. It's uh, it's different, and uh, the, the the set of those reset buttons are different, and we just we just learn how to uh, how to create them or choose choose them uh, as we as we gain more experience. But uh, everybody got got different ones. What about the other other side of the coin? Then when we're talking about art and structures, because you know there's also this sort of fear of impermanence, which um, which we've spoken about. You know the idea of humans trying to kind of claw back some of the uh, changes that are uh, inevitable. But what about art and and structures? You know we build things, we do things to kind of resist impermanence and to kind of make our lives permanent you know there are statues we have you know in London there are buildings we have in London that are uh, permanent I suppose structures um what about that idea of art to sort of resist impermanence at the other end of the spectrum oh I think it is it is still it is still very personal and uh and um of, of course uh, it's very nice to know that something something is is permanent there. That London is going to be there tomorrow and the day after. Even uh, even, uh, but it is it is evolving as well, and uh, nobody can guarantee that the feeling which I will get uh, when I when we arrive to, to the same place is going to be the same five years today or 10 years ago or, or 10 years ahead so but but uh, somehow there are certain places which so we, we need to create many so we have a choice and then there is one one particular corner in that city which would really trigger this sense of 
sense of permanence. What about creating? So, so Costi, you've just written a book, for example, um, and that sort of puts you, there's a permanence to the book that you've written that, that will exist, um, you know, way after you are no longer here anymore. You've still got that book that is, you know, a sense of you that is permanent. So what about the need or the want for humans to create something that is permanent? Well, I think it is uh, it is really fundamentally uh, human that we we were so afraid of of the impermanence of our limited time on earth that we are trying to trying to create uh, some uh, some memories some uh, some statues of ourselves on the uh, on um, on earth so so we, we would be remembered. So I think it is. Fundamentally, some this uh, the uh, these thoughts that we are impermanent are, are so terrifying that we are that we are trying to fight, and uh, so that's uh, that's actually one one of my uh, one of my theories that all the successful businesses they usually uh, parasite on uh, on. On human weaknesses, and uh, and we are fundamentally weak in, in 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 a sense that we are so afraid of this impermanence. We want to to be remembered, and that's why, uh, like um, all those media services, uh, sort of social media, like uh, Instagram, Facebook, it's the is the way for people to. To, to to stay in memory and to to be remembered so we're so afraid of our of our impermanence that we're trying to 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 be remembered at least at least somehow so I think it is it, it is fundamental and that's why uh, those companies are so uh, are so successful that they are basically they parasites on 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 our on on our deepest deepest uh, uh, scares. I quite like impermanence, and I used to um, just make my work and put it in the bin. I used to <laughs> make my work and put it outside and not photograph it, and just do things for the pleasure of doing them. And then I realised <laughs> that. Um, okay, uh, Kate. I think. Uh, sorry, Kate. Can I <laughs> interrupt you? I think this is this is really really good, and that's what we missed. Last time we, we we were doing our project in Manchester when we were vandalizing walls of uh, of of Manchester, I think we should have put the word permanence on one of the walls and just photograph it just being uh, being washed out being by, washed by, off. by yeah well yeah by, <laughs> by the rain. So. Yeah, but that work that we did together in Manchester, Kostya, that was about impermanence. That was celebrating mm. impermanence, putting things that were just completely about to be washed off, and indeed they were washed off from one day to the next, and um, and 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 making stuff that just for the joy of actually doing it is something um, that I I uh, I still do in my life and my practice, um, and uh, and. I've, and I'm being sort of persuaded, I suppose, to do things that are more more permanent uh, because it's more normal but and more acceptable. And then it kind of can take part in the kind of, you know, the conversation of, you know, the art world, as it were. But, but I really like doing things 
that are incredibly labor intensive and um, time consuming just for the just for the sake of doing that i think it's a it's a it's a wonderful way to spend some time <laughs> um and um uh so, okay, you're you're permanently doing impermanent things <laughs> yeah yeah and it's i i'd say it's part of the for example cooking cooking i'm not such a fan of cooking although i became quite into cooking during the lockdown for example um because it's 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 i'm doing impermanent things that are not appreciated all day in my practice as an artist and so it's kind of the straw that breaks the camel's back as it were you know it's like oh my god and now i'm going to spend two and a half hours making this incredibly elaborate recipe that my son will say oh god it's beans again um uh and <laughs> I can't take it. <laughs> I think cooking um, is a very good example of the impermanent <laughs> art. Yeah, yeah, that's I agree. Cooking, that's a very yeah, good cooking example. Cooking is a fantastic example of art that is impermanent. I love that. I've always said this to yeah. my, my friends who cook. And, I'm um, like, that's creative, and they don't always believe me. But um, very creative, though, isn't it? Oh, totally. I went. I went to this restaurant the other day, where um, I felt a real sense of recognition with the with the cook who spent. Clearly, I mean, you know, an entire career um, creating these incredibly beautiful, elaborate, delicate dishes that that literally you just look at and eat, and the pleasure is just there like that. And um, and I had never, and I, I felt a real sense of recognition with this with this cook because she was just enjoying herself, you know, like a baby in a playpen playing with its feet. Do you know, I feel a bit like that with my work, for example. It's just an end in itself. It's just a nice and wonderful thing to do. And the the work that I might do that might be maybe better than some of the others is a bit like that. And and maybe maybe that state is a permanent state at the core of each and every one of us within this impermanent existence. Is this um if you can just be so happy and absorbed in what you're doing that you have to set an alarm clock yes. for, for when you have to go and do the next thing, um, that is actually a permanent state that is at the core of each and every one of us. Time completely maybe. dissolves when that's happening, doesn't it, really? So I suppose that that's... Yeah. Yes. In our 21st century, I think there's... a we are are we becoming a little bit more of an impermanent culture we we throw things away we have you know um quick fast fashion now where we buy things and then we throw them and then you know marriage you know kate was saying as well marriage you know 50% of marriages now don't last um the fashion industry you know all these things social media we have a short attention span kate you had some great ideas on that and i'd love to talk about that do you think we're becoming more of an impermanent society well i think maybe we were but I wonder if this uh, coronavirus um, uh, epidemic hasn't done a bit of a... I, I think I'm getting a feeling from conversations with friends that, and, and from, of course, <laughs> you know, watching the news occasionally, um, that, that maybe um, this epidemic has, has been a bit of an opportunity for a reset and that people are go- getting back to um, a sense of making and mending and um and celebrating things 
for their intrinsic worth and not for what they appear to be and uh, activities that have some some value like spending time with your family or gardening or whatever it might be I, I don't know what do you think um, both of you yeah, I, what I feel is that I agree we, we are becoming this uh, impermanent culture but uh, for me, it pushes me exactly in the opposite direction. It, 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 it uh, I have a feeling that I want to stay back and 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 observe and try to find some some anchor to to lock to lock myself. And and so it's like a stream of things changing, um, uh, passing passing by you. And and uh, what I'm trying to do is really lock myself somewhere. To, to certain permanent things and try not to be carried out by those but by, yeah. by all those all those streams and it's really difficult to to figure out which are uh, of the impermanence that are natural and which are are human made and then just just like turbulence which will, which will die in a few in a few years so those um, those vortices which would die uh, at a certain moment, but the the steady stream would uh, would stay. Yeah, that's fascinating. Well, I think that's a perfect place to finish up, guys. Thank you so much for your thoughts on that. That is all we've got time for. But we do want you to write to us, and we would love to hear from you listening at home or wherever you are on the move um, you can write to us at wonderchaospodcast at gmail.com with your suggestions for topics as I said feedback questions you'd like to ask if you just want to get in touch and say hello that would be lovely and thank you so much for listening to Wonder Chaos we'll see you again soon bye 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 bye